0: I mean, um, what I want to do is look at goodness. I want to look at what it means to be good, what it means for things to be good. You know, I think for a lot of us, and maybe most of us, uh, we often look at the world through the lens of good or bad. Like, we describe a lot of life when asked by it being good or bad. Like, did you sleep? How'd you sleep last night? Good. Bad. How was your day today? Good. Bad. How was it? Hey, I heard you went to that new restaurant. How's the food there? It's good. It's really bad. How was that concert? Good. Bad. How was church? Good. Bad. How was the sermon? Good. Bad. How'd the kids do with the babysitter? Good. Bad. How'd you do on that test? Good. Bad. Did you like that book you read? Good. Bad. You know, a lot of our life, we look at through the the lens of it or that person being good or bad. We reflect a lot of life experience as good or bad. Relationships, we define as good or bad. People, we define as good or bad. Messaging, truth. I mean, it could go on and on and on. The fact is, we look at the world through the lens of good versus bad. And I would assume that most of us want more good than bad. Most of us want good things and good experiences and good relationships and good food and good music in our lives. We want goodness. We would prefer goodness we would prefer good over bad. And I mean, if you had the power to make everything in your life good, would you? That's not a trick question, but if you had the power to just everything in life, all of your experiences, all your relationships, all that you, uh, you know, experienced was good, every day was good or bad, I mean, what would you choose? What if you, you always said, man, I slept good last night. Or wow, that meal was so good. The kids did so good with the babysitter. That concert was so good. Church was so good today. I think most of us would prefer a life in a world where things are good all the time. And I don't think that that's a bad thing. Again, I'm not trying to trick you because i think there's something in our heart like that that like that we were destined to live in that type of world where things are good we're like we look out at the world and we see things working the way that they're supposed to work the way in which god created it and we go that is good and we get glimpses of this of this goodness in life Every day, we're presented like the goodness, the way in which things are meant to be, the way in which God has designed things to be. You know, I went in this morning and I got a coffee at at Quick Trip and the the gal, I got the big one. I like to get the big one, the 24. And that was a good decision because I went up to pay for it. (laughs) I went up to pay for it. And I, I scan my little, like, uh, loyalty card. and Because I live right behind it, so I go there a lot. And it goes, would you like to accept a f- your free coffee coupon? I go, yeah, I'd like to accept my free coffee. And I'm glad I got the 24, not the 20. <laughs> and the lady goes, oh, that is a good Sunday. <laughs> and I go, yeah, that, it's, a, it's a good Sunday. It's a great way to start the day there's some goodness and i can thank god for that you know last week i wasn't here i was sitting in the deer stand and when i first started deer hunting it was really difficult for me especially the first day to just not do anything or 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 be entertained by something because good deer hunters don't look at their phone they don't move it's why I got a nine-point buck last week. I'm sorry. <laughs> I had to get it in the sermon. Yeah, thank you. I had to get it in. Um, but it, it's, it's difficult to not do anything, to just sit. I mean, I would encourage you this next week, go somewhere and just, like, prefer- go outside and just don't do anything for a half an hour. Don't look at your phone. You know, don't bring your phone and just be, just be with God, like without anything to distract you or entertain you. And you, I think for a lot of us, we find it's really hard to do. And yet, the amazing thing is when you do it and you strengthen kind of that muscle, and I've been able to do that, like deer hunting, and why I like deer, and it's not even like the deer or the venison which I enjoy, but now it's like it, it is the quietest time of the year for me. And I sit and I I don't look at the phone, and I, all I have is just the stillness of nature, the beauty of creation. I watch as, you know, squirrels run around, birds fly, and I just go, this is, like, God's created it. Like, it's, nature is working the way that God created Like, this is good, and I just get to be in it and, like, sit in it and enjoy it. Like, that is good. And we get these experiences every day. And there is a beautiful word that is used to describe this goodness. And the Hebrew word is right there on the screen, tov. Tov um, is the Hebrew word which means good, beautiful, or working the way that it was created to. And the truth is, there is tov all over our eyes just need to to recognize it and look for it and see it. Tov is used hundreds of times through the Old Testament, and the Greek equivalent is used numerous times throughout the New Testament. When you go back to the very beginning, the story of creation, in the book of Genesis, tov is used seven times. As God reviews everything that he has created, God calls each work of creation tov, good, beautiful, working the way it was created to. Genesis 1, 4. God saw the light was good. God saw the light was tov, and he separated the light from the darkness. Verse 10. God called the dry ground land and gathered the waters he called seas, and God saw that it was tov. Good. Verse 12. The land produced vegetation, plants bearing seed according to their kinds, and trees bearing fruit with seed in it according to their kinds, and God saw that it was tov. Good. Verse 18. To govern the day and the night, And to separate the light from darkness, and God saw that it was good. If I go back, it's God set the stars in the sky to give light to the earth, to govern the day and the night, and he saw that it was Tov, that it was good. Verse 21: So God created the great creatures of the sea, and every living thing which the water teems and that moves in it according to their kinds, and every winged bird according to its kind, and God saw that it was Tov. Good Verse 25, God made the wild animals according to their kinds, the livestock according to their kinds, and all the creatures that move along the ground according to their kinds, and God saw that it was tov. When God created the trees, the grass, the lilies of the field, the sky, water, fish, dirt, sea, land, bugs, all of it, he said to each, it is tov. It is good, it is beautiful, it is it is functioning the way that I created it to function. And then we get to verse 31, where God looks at all that he created. God saw all that he had made, this is verse 31, and it was very tove. So it's it's amazing because when God looks at things separately, he says it's tov, it's good. But when everything comes together and is working together, the way that I've designed it and created it, it is very Tove. And I, I think like this is imagery for the church, for the people of God. Like it is good when we do things uh, for the kingdom on our own, but it is very Tove when we're doing it together. When the people of God are working together, created the way that we were created to do life together, it is very tov. It is very good. In the beginning, everything was tov, everything was good. Everything was beautiful and and everything was working the way that God designed it to work. Creation was tov, people were tov, humanity's relationship was completely tov. Everything in creation was working the way God intended it was good and beautiful. Yet we know if we've read the creation story that we get to Genesis 3 and what? Sin enters the world. The Tove people stopped believing God was Tove. They thought they could become like God themselves, and eventually they stopped living a Tove life. They started to live a disobedient life. They no longer started to create, uh, treat creation as if it were Tove, and quickly creation began to unravel. Everything Tove became very unTove. But luckily, and not even luckily, that's not the right word. Thankfully, God had a plan. And since the, that unraveling began, God's plan has always been to restore tov, to restore goodness, to restore things back to the way that it was beautiful. Everything functioning the way that God created it to function. All of creation will be restored to its original tent. untove. Ways would become Tov again. And one of the ways that God has chosen to bring about this restored creation is through His power, through His story that you and I have been invited into. His beloved people would be a part of bringing Tov, goodness, to the world. And if you're a Christian, if you're a child of God, you have a part to play in this story and in this process. God has been working to make people, a nation, you go all the way back to Abraham, a Tove community that not only would be image bearers of God but would help God make all of creation good. Our, peop- our call as the people of God, as the family of God, as this church, the Highlands, is to be a community where we strive for goodness. We strive to look for the goodness. We strive to bring goodness. We strive to look for the good in people and one another. Where we strive to bring beauty where we do our best, and we'll fail, and we won't do it right all the time, but we look at the way that God has said, "I want it to be this way. This is the best way." And this is when any time God commands us to do something, He's saying, "In the midst of untoveness, if you do this, it will be tov." It's not rules. It's a way. It's a better way. It's a tov way. And so we as the people of God are called to be obedient to the commandments. Why? To to bring a glimpse of Tov into a broken world. Our world desperately needs a glimpse of heaven on earth. And and Tov is about that. It's about just that. Where people see goodness again. Again where people see the goodness of each other. We're so prone to just see the bad. We're drawn to the bad. I mean, you just flip on the news tonight. It's bad. It's almost all bad. And the weather report you know is going to be bad. (laughs) It's like sometimes they throw a fluff piece in, but does it make up for all the other stories? Why are we drawn to the bad? Why are we drawn to the sin? Why are we drawn to quickly judging one another? Why why do we find it so difficult to love one another or forgive one another? Like, there is a battle, there is a war between good and evil. And the Bible tells us just that. You are at war every day. You have an enemy who hates you, who wants to destroy you, who wants you to live in the untov, the untoveness of evil, despair, destruction. And yet we have a God who's defeated untoveness and invites us to go, look, in the midst of the brokenness, there is still goodness. Like, I am good despite circumstances. And this is a truth that every Christian has to get and get it deep within their hearts, and that is God is always tov. That despite circumstances, God is tov. I was doing a funeral a couple months ago for, for uh, a, a, a dear woman our church loved, Betty. If you knew Betty, she served coffee faithfully and... Um, and I was privileged to be able to do her funeral when she passed away. And after the funeral uh, finished, I had this, this couple come up to me. I don't know, older couple maybe, and they're, you know, I don't know, older than me, um, certainly, because I'm young at 40. Um, but they're older than me, and they came and they said, you know, thank you for your message. And, she, and they said, you know, these moments are so important. As much as we mourn and we're sad, the, this is such an important moment for Christians to proclaim hope and goodness and that a good, there are good things ahead of us. And I was like, yeah, I agree 100%. They go, um, they somehow transitioned and shared their story with me. And uh, as they told their story, I was amazed at who I was standing face to face with They were, they are, the parents, I don't know if you saw this story a number of years ago, but there was a young missionary couple, I believe with four or five kids, and they were about to go overseas, and they were driving, I think it was in Illinois or Wisconsin, and a semi hit them and killed all of them, the entire family. I was standing with her parents. It was all over the news, and... uh, Catastrophic. That is not Tove. And inevitably we go, why? Why God? Why would you take a family, parents in their late 20s, early 30s, four kids, I believe they were all under 10. They have committed their lives to go to the mission field, serve you, share the gospel committed their lives, their family's life to go overseas. And yet a semi hits them and takes all of their lives, even the kids. There's something deeply wrong. And a lot of people go, there is something deeply wrong with a God who would allow that. And it is absolutely normal to struggle with that. You, we all will struggle with that. And how do we reconcile? A good God who allows such tragedy. And yet, when you read in the paper this story, this news story, or you watch on the news, you're left with despair, you're left with questions. And yet I stood with her parents And this is the side of the story you'll never get. They said to me, they said, despite that tragedy and despite how much we miss our kids and our grandkids, God has used this in unbelievable ways to bring people to faith in Jesus Christ. In the untoveness, the tove God brought about tove, this is why God is good despite our circumstances. We don't understand. And this side of heaven, we won't, we'll never understand. But circumstances do not define whether God is Tov or Untove. He is Tov. And the remarkable thing that a Tov God does is, he, in the midst of our Untoveness, He can bring about Tov, goodness. Now, that takes trust, but when I looked in that family's eyes, I didn't see, I didn't see fear, I didn't see uh, strife, I, I, I mean, I saw sadness, but I saw hopefulness, I saw power, I I saw a a couple who, despite experiencing a terrible tragedy that that none of us will likely experience, odds are against it, in your life, there was goodness because they still trusted that God was good. They had seen the goodness that God had made from the ungoodness, and they had hope that one day God will restore things that were once untold to be tov again. In the book of Revelation, the apostle John describes how the world will be returned to its original glory. John heard a loud voice from heaven declaring, look, God's dwelling place is now among his people and God will dwell with them. They will be his people, and God himself will be with them and be their God. He will wipe every tear from their eyes. Do you know what, John? He's getting a glimpse of the future. And ultimately, what is it that he's seen? No more death, no more mourning, no more crying or pain, for the old order of things has passed away. What's, what's dead? Untove has passed away. Tov has been restored, goodness, beauty, the way that God originally intended things to be. You know, you want a good life, not because you're selfish. You want a good life because you are destined, you are destined for that. God created a world where where everything is good and beautiful and, and in order and functioning the way that it's supposed to. And we live in the midst of, of the mess of untoveness. And yet, as Christians, the hope that we have is because of Jesus Christ, his, his defeat of sin and death, untoveness will pass away, and goodness, Tove, will be restored. Our future is one of goodness, of beauty, of things working the way that God intended them to work. But a lot of the times our culture is telling us a message of I'm not good enough. You know, I, I don't have enough money. I never, you know, I never have an, I'll never be satisfied. I always, I always want more. You should get more. The more money, the more happy you will be. Hollywood loves to tell us that, you know, you're not thin enough. You're not beautiful enough. You're aging. You should do something about that. Even like, you know, or professors and, and, and like intellectuals will tell you you're not smart enough. You're just not good enough. Everyone here has heard that before. You are not good enough. And often the messaging that is coming from the world is just that, you are not good enough. So buy this and maybe you will be. Take this course and maybe you will be. Get this job, and maybe you will be. Even in church, you might hear a sermon or a conversation where you just go, I'm not good enough. I'm not good enough for God. I'm not like that. This is not the gospel. The good news is what the word gospel means. The Tove news is that despite our not being good enough, Jesus was good enough. Jesus is good enough. He is Tove, And what he has done for us on the cross through his sacrifice and through his resurrection, through living uh, the life that I can't come close to living, his invitation is for you and I to be the, the daughters and sons of of the God Most High, redeemed, forgiven. You're never good enough. I'm never gonna be good enough. I'm never gonna be able to follow this perfectly. And yet, I don't try to follow this because I want a good God to like me. I follow this because God's already accepted me. And that is the gospel, that I'm accepted when I shouldn't be. I'm good enough, not because I'm good enough, but because Jesus says I'm good enough and because he's good enough. And that is the the, the hope that Jesus gives us now. And then the hope that we have because of his death and resurrection in the future is one where the brokenness that we find ourselves in, the messaging of you're not good enough, it all ends the mourning over the people we love, dying, it all ends. That is our future. And if we're not excited about that, it hasn't hit our heart. I mean, when you really begin to, like, like experience that truth, okay, bad things happen, God's still good, and I got an awesome future ahead of me. People pass away. Yeah, we mourn, and I'm not saying you shouldn't be sad or we don't want to mourn, but the Bible says we mourn differently. Why? Because of Christ and what He's done, and because of the, what He's going to give us and what we're going to experience. Regardless of your story and how messy it is, regardless of what you come in here with, because of Jesus, there is good waiting for you, there is a good ending. To your story, if you're if, if you're following Christ. And the Apostle John gets a glimpse of it. And he says, Everything that is untove, God has made Tove again. And won't that be a day? Is that not worth celebrating and looking forward to? When we fix our eyes on Christ, we inevitably go down a Tove path. When we look for Jesus every day, we will see Tov. We will see opportunities to be Tov. So as the band comes up, I just want to share a, a, la, a couple last things. One, I really hope our church will strive to be a place that is Tov, that is good, where, where we experience Goodness. Where we, where we welcome one another, where we, where we help one another, where we serve one another, we forgive one another. You know, the church is supposed to look so weird that people notice it. And weird, what I mean, is not weird like, those are like, they're doing weird religious stuff. But so countercultural, so upside down, that people don't even know that they're getting a glimpse of heaven on earth. Like we help one another, we forgive one another, we welcome the people that are different than us. We invite the people that are different than us. People who have hurt us, betrayed us, we don't shut them out, but we love them, we serve them, we pray for them. Like that is that is that is a, that is a TOV community. And I, I, I think like we have it here, but we need to continue. We need to like, whenever you have something, you got to remember, when, like the devil, an enemy, is going to try to rip it away. And we got to protect it, and we got to fight for it, and we got to strengthen it. But it's not something like I get like I do or Brian does or the staff does. Like to be Tove, to be a church that's Tove, it's it's everybody here, it's all you watching online who calls this your family. It's us choosing to live, looking for goodness and spreading goodness. So I'll leave you with two questions. The first is this, and this is worth reflecting on. Where is there untove in my life? Because all of us got stuff all of us got baggage, all of us have different stories, all of us come in here carrying something and it's, it's not, you know, it's bringing us down, it's hurting us, it, 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 it's there and we, like, we live from it and it, it it affects how we treat people and talk to people, it affects uh, us whether or not we can forgive, like, where is that that untove in my life that just like, God goes, you don't have to carry that. You see, he carried it on the cross. You don't have to. But it, it, it takes like asking God, show me the untovenness in my life and, and help me just take it off, hand it to you. Like you carry the burden because I can't anymore and I want goodness and I want people to experience goodness through me. So where is their untoveness in my life? And then do something about it. Go to God with it. He can handle it. He already knows it's there. And then the second, everyone, you don't have to be a good speaker. You don't have to have been a Christian your whole life. You don't have to be on staff at a church or a, a significant leader in the church. Everyone, you watching online, you sitting in all these seats can bring Tove into the world. You are an agent of God's goodness. And every day there is opportunity for you to bring that goodness into the world. And if you were to ask yourself in the morning, how can I bring Tove into the world today? And you were to reflect on that and, and, and have, ask God to open your spiritual eyes to do just that, you will be given the opportunities to do that. And the world needs that goodness. And you and I are invited to be agents of that goodness. Let's stand together. Jesus, thank you that you are good. God, you are good despite our circumstances. And God, what a future we have ahead of us because of what you've done, Jesus. And I pray that our eyes would continually be fixed on you, Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith. I pray, God, that our eyes would continually be fixed on you always, that our story, regardless of what happens in this life, has an amazing ending. No more death, no more pain, no more mourning. The old way has passed. Everything untove is tove again. I pray that we would remember that and that it would have changed the way we live today because, God, we need goodness. And the only thing that's really good is what you have to offer. And I pray, God, that we would look for the opportunities to offer a broken world what you have to offer relationship with you, the gospel, the truth, the word of God, hope, eternal life, all given and through you, Jesus. We pray it all in your awesome name. Amen.